And we're back on the Media Virus Podcast. This is the B Block, and we're starting hot with just the tips. Just the tips. With Stanley McFadden. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the Media Virus Podcast. It is either one and only Dr. Dre Love, Dr. Professor of Bidtecology from the U of V, bringing to you another episode of Just the Tips. Tonight's episode is going to feature one of a few pre-Valentine's Day thoughts that I'm going to share with you. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, as Valentine's Day approaches, something that I want you to keep in mind. One, this is a very commercialized holiday. Not that dissimilar from Christmas. That being said, it's mostly geared towards women. Uh, being that as it may, ladies, I would advise you, as the, uh, the 14th of February rolls around, that you be the kind of person that deserves to get Valentine's Day memorabilia. That being said, if you are not the type of person that is celebrating your significant other, then please don't expect to be bombarded with gifts and celebratory half-priced chocolates and bullshit Hallmark cards come the 14th of February. Don't wait for Valentine's Day to express how you feel about your significant other. Ladies, don't wait until Valentine's Day to suck your man's dick. Don't wait until a special occasion. Suck that dick now. All right? He just got home from work. Suck that dick. Wednesday, suck that dick. Friday, suck that dick. Six o'clock in the morning. Suck that dick. 11 o'clock at night. Suck that dick. He just sneezed. Suck that dick. You'll notice the theme here, ladies. If you are looking for Valentine's Day gifts, you need to be doing Valentine's Day gift-worthy shit. All right? There is a big difference between being the kind of person that is doing things because you want to get something in return and doing things because you're the kind of person that likes to do things for your significant other. If you are doing things just to get a present, then gentlemen, you leave that hoe. Ladies, if you're the kind of woman that is only doing things so that you can get something in return, fuck you. Fuck you twice. All right. That's some bullshit. Stop that. Now, all you women out there that are looking for uh, gifts and celebratory stuff and all this shit that you want to be bombarded with come Jan uh, February 14th, then you need to celebrate Steak and BJ Day. That is March 14th. That's a holiday for us. All right. Steak and and BJ Day is the man version of Valentine's Day. Y'all get a day that y'all want to act out and shit. 
to make sure that you act out all over his dick come March 14th, Steak and BJ Day. Men, let's make that just as big of a holiday as Valentine's Day. So if you're going to give her candy and chocolates and teddy bears and shit, then make sure that once uh, Steak and BJ Day comes around, that you get your steak how you like it. Make sure you get your dick sucked how you like it. No 22nd. No, 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 no. I'm talking sloppy toppy, getting all up in it, two-handed, no-handed, pepper grinder, super head, sloppy. Just how we like it. Because that's what you do when you want to show appreciation for your man. You take that dick like like you love it, all right? That's how you make that day special for that man, all right? Media Virus Podcast, Dr. Dre Professor, Big Technology from the U of V, Just the Tips, Stanley McFadden, happy fucking. Oh, and uh, go Eagles. A lot of his, a lot of his tips are just to provide satisfaction and instructions on how to do so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jesus. All right, a little intense for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. What's on heck? Well, I just wanted to to pop in. I I know this isn't going to drop until later in the week, but uh, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, when we don't drop a show, is actually uh, my brother from another mother's birthday. Just want a quick shout out. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. All right. Happy birthday, Rob. And that takes us right up to more news. Um, We're going to jump right in with uh, Polish tourist in Mexico climbs sacred pyramid gets beaten with stick. A Polish tourist in Mexico got a crash course in Mayan history after climbing a sacred pyramid. Locals were waiting for him when he got down, and one beat him with a stick. The wild scene, which was captured on video, played out over the weekend at the famous Chichen Itza Itza archaeological site in Mexico's Yucatan. The viral footage you see the in the viral footage you see the tourist coming down the Kukulcan. Pyramid steps, and when he gets to the bottom, he's confronted by an angry mob, including a shirtless man with a huge stick who bonks the tourist on the head as others show their displeasure. <laughs> There's a still. Hold on, <laughs> I gotta share this screen. I mean, was he was shocked the line was so short? Is like anybody could go up there? Bonk. Like, what was? <laughs> that's not. I don't. It's disappointing. That that doesn't look like a security guard. No, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Just some dude in shorts. That's just, that's just some guy. The issue for locals. But, but I applaud him. I he, applaud him. Yeah, the, he said. He said, "Not at my pyramid." Yeah, not the, at my pyramid. And the it's issue like a for locals. Temple, dude. Yeah, the the Mayan temple is considered one of the new seven wonders of the world, and it's illegal to climb the pyramid. The tourist is reportedly from Poland and was arrested Saturday and released after 12 hours in custody. 
Adding insult to injury, the tourist was also slapped with a fine of 5,000 pesos, but the stick to the head has got seven bucks. worse. <laughs> so it uh, looks like we've got video here. With Lisa Marie Presley endured her... That's not the right video. Uh, that's not what we want to... I mean, it's terrible, everything. But. And climbing the period seems to, pyramid seems to be becoming a... a uh, Yeah, I I seem to remember that being done before. A a distasteful trend. Like, people are starting to do that more often now. And, you know, that's just not cool. Not cool at all. Well, they should be beaten with sticks. Oh, yeah. That's what did happen. So, a U.S. appeals court on Monday shot down Johnson & Johnson's attempt to offload tens of thousands of lawsuits over its talc products uh, into bankruptcy court. The ruling marked the first major repudiation of an ongoing legal strategy with the potential to upend U.S. corporate liability law. J&J is among four major companies that have filed so-called Texas two-step bankruptcies to avoid potentially massive lawsuit exposure. The tactic involves creating a subsidiary to absorb the liabilities and to immediately file for Chapter 11. The court ruled the health... Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that, I mean, just like, you know, Johnson and Johnson is supposed to be one of the most trusted companies. You know, these huge corporations just, just do whatever the fuck they want. Is this now, if I, am I not mistaken, am I mistaken that this is the, um, if you use talcum powder suit? Yes. If women who use talcum powder in their, uh, in their undies are getting cancer. Daily routine. Yeah. As a, as a daily routine are yeah, getting cancer. Asbestos. Which ends up in talc from the mining process. Um, I don't know if that affects me. I, I I tend to use a little bit of baby powder in my daily uh, my I daily wouldn't. routine. I stopped. I don't use it. I used to use uh, talc and stuff. I don't anymore. Uh, my, I, I still subscribe to the theory that a dry asshole is a happy asshole. So, I mean, you know, I just wipe my ass clean, then everything's fine. You know, uh, I I like the little plume of dust when I fart too. All right. Okay. <laughs> you can't get that any other I, way. <laughs> I mean, ass cancer. Ass cancer or a plume of dust when you fart. Choosing plume of dust every time. Every fucking time. Right? You're so old, you're well, Let's take dust. a poll. 646 virus 01. What would you rather have? Would you rather have ass or- cancer <laughs> or fart dust? Would you rather? Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you rather. Fart dust the rest of your life, but wind up with ass cancer or not fart dust. <laughs> Everyone's choosing fart dust. I think so. Everyone's choosing fart dust. I never it's, it's I gotta go to the store. And you're gonna you're gonna get powder, aren't Talc. you? <laughs> you're gonna get powder. And no, I, I I don't use lotion either. No, I I have some issues I, with lotion. I, I, I don't put any lotion on. I, I I, I use that minimally. Um, it, it, it bugs yeah. me. Uh, let's see. Transgender woman convicted of two rapes will be sent to a men's prison. A transgender woman who raped two women before beginning transition will not be housed in Scotland's only all-female prison. Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon, said on Thursday, Isla Bryson, 31, previously known as Adam Graham, 
was convicted in the high court in Glasgow on Tuesday of raping one woman in 2016 and another in 2019. Bryson, who claimed during the trial to have decided to transition gender at age 29, was reportedly due to be held at Quarantine Vale Women's Prison ahead of sentencing next month, stirring widespread public anger. Given the understandable public and parliamentary concern in this case, I can confirm to Parliament that this prisoner will not be incarcerated at Quarantine Vale, Sturgeon told Scotland's uh, devolved Parliament. I hope that I hope that provides not for assurance nothing. to the this, public. This person started transitioning during the trial. Right. Okay. This wasn't this this person wasn't wasn't yearning to be a woman his entire fucking life. This person That's not who what was going on. This person who rapes two women is trying to go to right. a women's prison. This fucking dude, right? This dude who raped two chicks is trying to dress like a chick and get sentenced to a women's prison so he can just rape chicks at will. It 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 or it doesn't make sense to put him in a women's prison because why would was that his plan the whole time you know did he was he trying to make a statement did he was you know there wasn't maddie so, can, can we go back to your so earlier statement what's that that, e that evil plans don't always start out as evil plans right and that's here we go this right? evil plan started we, they, out they tried they, they try to Right. They try to you know, have this thing where everybody should be what they feel. And then, you know, the, the, the next logical step is the rapist who wants to be housed in a women's prison. That's the next that's the next logical step. Uh, well, beyond like the, the, the 13 or the 16 year old kid who wants to who, who, who is smart enough to be like, if I say I'm a ch if I want to be if I say I want to be a girl, I can I can dress with the girls, you know. I can see a bunch of titties. I mean, you know, honestly, I this is about feelings. And, uh, you know, uh, for him, it seems to be about wanting to feel women who don't care to be felt. Right. Exactly. And, maybe, and I can't. Maybe. But the, to, to say, like, to, to, to accuse Parliament of being devolved for this decision is sick. Incredibly ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, incredibly ridiculous that, because, would it have been more evolved for a sexual predator in with, you know, not all those women are there for violent crimes. You know, they're not all, they're not all, you know, hellcats no. and whores. No, women can you evade know, their and, taxes and, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, things can, things can absolutely, you know, you can wind up. It, it just doesn't make to put a, a sex. How about this? What we should do is make a, uh, a non-binary, unisex uh, prison for violent sexual offenders and just keep all the violent sexual offenders together. Okay. So if you're not a violent sexual offender, you don't go there. But if you are, no matter whether you're a woman or a man, if you're a violent sexual offender, you wind up in this prison. And we just let nature sort it out. Well, pretty much because um, here's the thing. If you're not, Honestly, how many persons assigned female at birth are going to wind up being violent sexual offenders? I don't know. I think the statistics can speak for themselves. It's going to be pretty low. Possibly. There might be one. 
there might be one and she's not going to be a looker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I'm just... No, because no uh, women. Listen, women don't have to. Women don't have to forcibly take sex. Sex. Well, first of all, rape's not a uh, a sexual act. It's a violent act. Right. Men are much more violent than women. Typically. Okay. Typically. And if if a woman if if a woman wants sex, and that's you know, or dominance or whatever, it's not. It doesn't take a lot to convince a man, you know. And if it doesn't work on the one, then just you go to the next one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, women don't become as, I guess, maybe they do, like, maybe come focused on on an individual, you know, but when men get focused on an individual, it's much more dangerous. Yeah. Or immediate. It, the danger is more immediate. Yeah, it, it tends to go wrong. Right. Speaking what of going What were we talking wrong, about? What? <laughs> well, we were talking, you got down the road of things going wrong, and speaking of things going wrong, We've. Uh, this is the uh, third time we're bringing up Megan Hall. May, you may remember Megan. She was the Tennessee cop who got fired for having sex with six oh, other wow. officers while on duty. Uh, she's been offered $10,000 to perform for one night at a Nashville strip club. I guess you could call that fun employment. Uh <laughs> I, and I can't take uh, I, I can't take credit for that joke. That one is the New York Post. Uh, fun employment, uh, but yeah, Tennessee cop was fired for having sex with six other officers. She's been offered ten grand to perform for one night after hearing about the ex cop Megan Hall's shocking sex capades, which included sending explicit pictures, taking off her top, uh, girls gone wild style, and sleeping with a colleague and his wife. Deja vu showgirls asked the married twenty six year old to take the stage. We want her at Deja Vu Nashville on March 17th. Two shows, 5000 per show, the club's regional director, Michael Durham, told the Scoop Nashville. I get the moral outrage. She should be able to keep whatever cash she collects, too. Like, uh, that just should be probably. part of the deal. Yeah, I think that's... Five grand plus. The, yeah, I think, she, I think yeah, they get no, to keep no, but this. Not again. No, but you know, sometimes they'll do all guaranteed five grand. So if you don't get five grand out of the crowd, they right. you, they'll, they'll make it up. No, no, no. What she wants to get is five grand. Trust me, I yeah. represent a lot of strippers. You want to get five, <laughs> five grand plus tips. That's right. So I get the the I get the moral outrage. Durham noted. However, she is no longer an employee of the Laverne Police Department. She can now choose what is best for her financially. I yeah no I think that uh, she's got she's got a career in porno if, all day long. If Hall were to perform at the club, it would be for its 34th anniversary party on March 17th. An internal investigation revealed how Hall, who told her colleagues she was in an open marriage, allegedly performed oral sex on colleagues while on duty and had several affairs. The illicit encounters took place at hotels, parties, and other officers' houses, as well as on the clock at the Laverne Police Station. The steamy scandal led Hall led to Hall's firing and the dismissal of Sergeant Lewis Powell, Officer Juan Lugo, Sergeant Ty McGowan, and Detective Seneca Shields, all of whom engaged in sexual relations with her. If Hall were to perform at the club, it would... Okay, that just goes right on again. Two Not other officers... Nothing. What she should do is call all the dudes that lost their jobs. Call them all. They've all been, they've all been outed. Right. Make a gangbang OnlyFans. 
you start you're not a full on not a full on gangbang only fans right. right but like start with one at a time okay right. like, oh you want me to see me like and then try or maybe try to figure out who she's blowing okay you know what i mean like make a game at it yeah you know what i mean so that people keep you know donating for hints like and dude we could she could make a lot of money in a very short period of time uh, if she if she capitalized on this, if she had all that installed before this event, she could just be passing out QR codes, and people people could just be subscribing to her fucking OnlyFans. Right. Is she on Podmatch? And then <laughs> <laughs> I'll go looking for her. I'll go I'll go looking for her because, um, you know she's really got um, she's got something. Cause she's cute enough. She's not, she's not an ugly chick. Okay. Those dudes ain't bad looking dudes. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a lot of dudes out there that's, you know, <laughs> I think that, uh, and then, you know, the finale, like as you, you know, I guess once you've, it's just all of them just railing all at the same time, just running a train, you know? Yeah. Just an idea. Spit roaster. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Yeah, you tell them, man. Hey, a Michigan canine's mugshot's gone viral after police accused the pup of stealing an officer's lunch. A police dog named Officer Ice is grabbing attention on Facebook after reportedly committing a crime. And the people are coming to his oh, No, he sounds... A he's a good boy. Is his problem. Is, there's no reason to prosecute this. A, this is obviously a, a case of false arrest. A police canine named shot? Officer Ice was recently under investigation for allegedly stealing from one of his own colleagues. This month, the Wyandotte Police Department in Wyandotte, Michigan, shared a now viral image of Ice's mugshot following his recent criminal charges. And the post stated, Officer Barwig was in the middle of his lunch when he was called into WPD jail for assistance. Upon his return, Barwig's lunch had vanished, and Ice was seen leaving the break room while licking his chops. According to WPD's post, which was shared on Facebook 11,000 times. So, Is there a video of the of the event? There's not video of the event, but I do have... I, saw, I, I have Ice's, one's chops is not proof of anything. I have Ice's... <laughs> he's a really tall dog, apparently. I mean, he's 6'8". I mean, even with those ears, that's kind of tall. I've known some German Shepherds. I've never known a German Shepherd to be 6'8". How old do you think he is? Like 7 or 8 years old? Probably, yeah. He's starting to get a little, a little uh, frost He's got there the gray on the, the snout. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of gray on the, on the, on the snout. Uh, stealing is not only a crime, but is morally wrong too. Some jobs that, like that, of being a police officer, require you to take an oath prior to starting. Within the officer's sworn oath is a promise to protect person's property. Uh oh, he might he. he the presumed you are innocent until you are presumed innocent until. Uh, uh, until proven guilty, the presumed guilty party has yeah. garnered presumed guilty. I say there is absolutely no way. There's absolutely no way. I mean, that is that is part of the discrimination that dogs do suffer. They they are presumed guilty often. Although Ice is getting a little gray are. in the beard and not on everyday patrol, he is still very much a part of our department. Since Ice has now, been with our police, now he's been disgraced. 
Since ICE has been it's false accusations with our department for so long, he is well known and loved in our community. People coming to his defense was immediate. Many Facebook users came forward saying they would defend the pup pro bono. <laughs> ha! Pro bono. Look at that face. He is still nothing. Oh. <laughs> One person commented. Officer Ice will not face any internal discipline or criminal charges following threats. Of mass protest. My <laughs> police department joked. Joked? Sounds like circumstantial evidence. Yeah, somebody yeah. said, uh, sounds like circumstantial evidence. He does not look guilty, so thus must be presumed innocent. And another added, if this officer's attorney pro bono, I, I'll be this officer's attorney pro bono if need be. If the teeth don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> nice. And they've also sent him lunch. There you go. So, looks like he wins anyway. He really did. He got a whole tray of sandwiches. So, no charges for ice. <laughs> I was completely unaware of that. That's fun. So, the uh, in B block, we t- tend to take some stories, and you know, after we we blow through the news like that, we tend to get some stories that talk about uh, you know different things around the uh, country, lists and stuff and maps and the states that drink the most alcohol in America uh, based on 2022 numbers we have here. Are we doing the top 10 or top five? What are we doing? Well, I'm going to go through a little, give you a little bit of background here in the article because it does talk about the amount of alcohol consumed in the United States, which is staggering. Americans love their alcohol. According to data published by the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, U.S. residents' consumption of alcoholic beverages has been on a steady incline since 1995, with a whopping 7.9 billion gallons consumed in 2020. It marks a 1 million-plus increase in gallons drunk from the previous year, likely thanks to an onslaught of the COVID-19 pandemic. The 7.9 billion gallons consumed by Americans in 2020, beer was the overwhelming favorite, with an estimated 6.4 billion gallons drunk, followed by wine and spirits, of which Americans enjoyed 931 million and 635 million gallons, respectively. While it's clear the pandemic had an impact on the volume of alcohol consumed by Americans, it also had an impact on what kinds of alcohol Americans reached for. In 2020, domestic consumption of spirits increased by almost 46 million gallons from 2019. In comparison, wine consumption increased by 22 million gallons, while beer consumption saw little or no change. Broken down by region, the West Coast takes the crown for the booziest in the United States with an annual per capita consumption of 2.56 gallons. On the other hand, while the South may consume the most alcohol by volume, 245.1 million gallons in 2020, it is actually the region that drinks the least per capita at 2.34 gallons per year. Both the Northeast and the Midwest drink roughly the same amount per capita, drinking 2.48 and 2.49 gallons per year, respectively. Curious to see how your state stacks up? We've got a map. We've got a map. So here we go. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't drink. There are. You know, so you got to think that some of those gallons are getting tacked on to somebody else. Well, yeah, I mean. It's they, an average. 
per right, capita. It, right, the per capita average. But uh, Delaware, if you if you look at little tiny little Delaware, we come in at oh, wow. 4.01 gallons per person per year, or per capita per year. Second only to New Hampshire. Which wow, I can imagine that there's not much to do in New Hampshire other than get bombed. Just like Delaware, there's really not much. I mean, you can drive to Philadelphia if you want, right? <laughs> or DC, you know. But who the fuck would want to go there anyway? Yeah, fuck it. We'll stay home and get drunk. Right. It's funny that the bordering states don't even come close. I was going to say it's like twice everything around us. <laughs> I, do you think that's consumed or you think that's purchased? That might be a result. You know what New Hampshire doesn't have? Sales tax. Ah, so there might be a lot of Maine you know, and Vermont and Massachusetts stuff going on there because they're close. You know, driving right. over the border and getting. Uh, I, I no, because uh, my 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 wife's came from the area, an area called the Merrimack Valley, which is in Massachusetts, but. New Hampshire is a rock's throw. Yeah, it, it borders. And it. you would go to New Hampshire. Yeah, you would go to New Hampshire to buy to, stuff. To buy, make make big purchases. Yeah, right. well, so much like Delaware. Delaware, Massachusetts. I think the same. Much De- like Delaware Del- is the point that I'm making. Yeah, Delaware has this isn't consumed. Right. This is. Yeah, this is purchased and and then divided out amongst population. So, per capita consumption, right. they assume that it's being consumed there. Um, because technically it's illegal to, to purchase alcohol and take it back across state lines for use in another state. Right. Um, and, and the bridge to New Jersey, the border to New Jersey is, 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 is toll no matter where you are in Delaware. Yep. If you want to get to New Jersey to make it worth your while, you have to pay. There's a, there's a toll, right. To get to out com- of New Jersey, to come back in Pennsylvania. Right. Cause look how much lower Pennsylvania is. And how much lower Maryland is? Uh-huh. There's no, there's no, there's no cost to the border. So saving that sales tax is is an immediate in your mind. Yep. A lot now. What a lot of people don't realize is that stores that border, like stores in sales tax free states that border heavy sales tax states, raise the fucking price. So you're still wind up paying the same amount as you would. Sometimes you pay more. Than you would have had you purchased it with the sales tax. Well, because the retailer wants to sell it where you know doesn't want to hang on to it. So what you Things don't expire. realize, what what you don't realize, having come from New Jersey and Pennsylvania, is that Delaware used to not have Sunday sales at all. So if you wanted to buy like no alcohol, sales. If you if you wanted to buy alcohol to consume on Sunday, you had to buy it on Saturday. Oh. Uh. But if you ran out on Sunday, your only recourse would be to go to Pennsylvania and get takeout from a bar, which you're allowed to get 12 bottles of takeout beer, or to drive into Maryland, which you'll notice there's a nice long border along along Delaware's western side there with the eastern shore of Maryland, and you drive over there right. and you and you go to a place and they're, they were usually called state line liquors because you know, they're um, on the state line, on the state line. And uh, back in my early drinking days, the uh, 
the beer of choice when you ran over the state line to to grab it there and at, at state line liquors was Natty Bow. That's a Ugh. that's a a Baltimore beer called National Bohemian. They've got a, a funny little cartoon guy as their uh, mascot. It it's it's like fizzy water, but. It's, I feel like, I feel like we've talked about National Bohemian before. I'm sure we have. A 30 pack I used think to that's come up. They they used to have like twelve dollar thirty packs. So like it was popular. Yeah. But here's the thing is is that this entire scale is is fucked. I don't now, know about the whole thing. Gets, because I mean, because there's some truth over there in Utah. Utah well, but Utah There's a lot of dry areas in Utah. But look but, what they bought. But, but look at Nevada. Yeah. Look how heavy Nevada is. And Utah <laughs> has heavy blue laws. Like their right. their pours aren't the same. Like they don't cons- like they don't pour you a two ounce shot. They pour a one ounce or one and a half ounce. They pour a one ounce shot. They, right. They don't sell heavy beers and shit like that. They don't even sell uh, regular so, beer most of the but, time. They they sell near beer. Right. But look how but and it's not breaking it down by area. It's just breaking it down by state. But look how look how uh, heavy Nevada is on that scale. Well, you've got Vegas. There's a lot of consumption in Vegas. Yeah, you've got right. You've got Vegas, and you've got Utah right on the border. I'm just saying, mm. a lot of you know, it's a lot of booze. Yeah, now you got a lot of you got you got a lot of desert northern mountains states, out there you too. You got to drink to stay warm. Right. Absolutely. Northern states, you got to drink to stay warm. Some, right? Sometimes you get so uh, much snow, there's nothing to do but drink. Right. Wisconsin has got a bunch of lakes. I mean, it's not it, that's nothing but you're getting snowed the fuck in. Uh, so is Minnesota. So is North Dakota. Well, North Dakota doesn't have that many people. Not for nothing. There's a fun game you can play in the snow. We haven't been able to play it here for a while. But you go and you leave beers on your driveway at night. And then while you're shoveling, all of a sudden... You run into a beer and you get to stop and have a nice icy cold beer. And then you keep shoveling and you find another one. You get to have another nice icy cold beer. My driveway would be nothing but holes in the snow <laughs> where I remembered the beer was. <laughs> That's all I would do. Footprints she, in she little had, holes. Cheat at and put little float and put little flags That's on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I could imagine. Um but if you think about it this way, dude, Montana and North Dakota are are the the least populated states yeah. in the United States. Yeah, there, there's lots of area with nothing. Say, right. There's but the people that live there are fucking alcoholics. Clearly. Like everybody drinks in Montana and North Dakota. If you live in Montana and North Dakota and you don't drink, then give us a call. 646 virus 01. What I find interesting is West Virginia says 1.82. They're that you know, very low, but uh, they're probably not counting moonshine. No, those are people that bought it legally, right? So, right, there, there, there is some, there is some. Uh, I feel like I feel like Georgia is going to have the same, you know, possibly. And I don't and, know about Arkansas. I don't know about Arkansas. I don't know about Oklahoma. You mean where In the Oklahoma wind comes whistling down be, the plains? You know, that might be a. It might be. I think Arkansas and Oklahoma are really more like a meth connoisseurs than drinking. There's you know a lot mean? of there's a lot of meth as you go west. Yeah. In fact, they have meth commercials so, oh. on TV all the time. They're really disturbing. Yeah. Yep. Because people in meth are fucking disturbing. Well, 
you know, what are you going to do? To stop people from doing meth, you got to disturb them enough to go, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> the thing that bothers, like, like a lot of drugs here. All right. So, you know, opioids come from, you know, the derivative of, of opium grew out of the ground, right? Whoa. Cocaine, coca leaf. What? What are you owing at? Um, there's there's a separate map here that seems to have some different information, um, that is very specifically geared to ethanol, not just alcohol. So I, what do you I mean ethanol. Ethanol is is alcohol, but uh, yeah, but it, it's a whole separate map with a whole new set of numbers. Oh, this is overall. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is overall gallons per year, where we. St- where we still do pretty well. Well, as long as we're as long as we're keeping up in our little state, it's good to be it's good to be king. You know what I mean? You know, I, if, I mean, uh, I mean, if New Hampshire wants to fight, we'll fight them. We're know? showing an overall three point three million <laughs> three point three million gallons. gallons per year. Um, which, you know, that, that throws our per capita average way high. But um, if you look around uh, some of the other states we talked about, New Hampshire is 5.6 million. But these are states that are much larger than we are. So I, I, I think we, uh, uh, we, we come in pretty hardcore there. Um, wow. Gallons per capita. But we are, we are, in fact, number two in the gallons per capita race at 4.01. Look at that. Second only to New Hampshire. Coming in a, ahead of Washington, D.C., where you've got all of the... Uh, all of the... Uh, now, Congress D.C. People. has legalized cannabis. But, yeah, but they've got that. all those politicians. It's true. They're a boozy, all right. they're a boozy bunch, man. Hmm. <laughs> They are a boost. Gallons price. overall. Yeah, gallons overall. Right, we don't pretty much. We we don't we don't come out so we're high small, on that list. Small state, but we're a small right. state. We when we we, we when we all work together, we can we can you know really as individuals. Well, the interesting thing is we're a small state, but we don't have that many people, so our per capita gets up there. It's true. And we're still hovering. I all think right. just below a million. Um, we may be tiny, but we're mighty. That's right. So as we come around on 10 o'clock, I think we're going to close down the B block. Get ready for the C block where we've got Maddie's TikTok corner. And uh, we'll have to make some other shit up. And what about the shitty commercial list? Well, we might be able to look at some shitty commercials. We'll see what happens. But I will tell you, you can give us a shout at one six four six virus zero one. Leave us a message; we'll get back to you. If if we happen to be streaming when you do it, we'll talk to you. And uh, you can also catch us at themediavirus.com for all things media virus. Uh, you can get just the tips and all kinds of stuff, like our extra episode that we posted today, uh, our interview with Vic Ferrari. There's all kinds of neat stuff that goes on with the media virus. And we're just happy to bring it to you. So let us know how happy you are to receive it. And uh, you're going to receive a little bit more of it in just a moment. And we'll be back to do that right after this. Oh, 
thought we were taking a break, break, break. Nuts right in your face.